Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. I'm joined this morning by my man, Mo Lee. Mo, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. How's everybody doing? Doing great. We appreciate you joining us in studio this morning. What's turning into a regular occurrence is Mo and I coming at you on a weekly basis. Uh, plenty to get to this morning, although you could argue it is somewhat of a dead period here for the local sports uh, markets and the local college basketball, football, NFL, NBA. Everything's out of season right now, but the cool thing about the weekend sports buzz is we talk about anything, and that's what we're here for. We can talk about historical, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, NBA draft was this past week. We haven't actually been on the air <laughs> Where do you think I'm taking this, Mo? We all know where you're taking this. We haven't actually been on the air since my year-long prediction of the Cleveland Cavaliers winning the NBA Finals has come to fruition. (laughs) All year, for those of our listeners who possibly were not tuning in, all year I was saying if the Cavs and Warriors meet in the Finals, Cavs will win. And I'll be honest, uh, early in the NBA Finals series, I, I didn't feel too good about my prediction. But I never wavered. I believe LeBron James is hands down the best player in the world. And I also believe that he has a, a certain element to his game, which allows him to perform at the very highest level when the stakes are the highest. And I would describe that, Mo. Is being clutch. <laughs> was he clutch or was Kyrie clutch? I would say, <clears throat> whether it be game five, game six, game seven, LeBron James was the epitome of clutch. No. In he, the NBA Finals, he averaged about a triple-double. I don't. I wouldn't say clutch. He did what he was supposed to do, and he came out and played ball. Clutch to me is like what Kyrie did in game seven. In game seven. He hit the shot. It just, I mean, it was over after that. It was a dagger, and they were at home. The Warriors were at home. So when you hit a big shot like that on the road with 45 seconds left or so, it hurts. <laughs> what did this do to Kyrie's legacy? Obviously, being one of the two best players on a championship-winning team will forever cement your name into NBA history books. Kyrie before, I would argue before this series, was always seen as somebody, yeah, he's got quick handles, a good good playground style basketball player. But when he was in college at Duke, he barely played. He was injured. He missed last year's finals. Um, He's not a good defender. He's not a good rebounder. I mean, he's a he was seen as being very one-dimensional prior to this. Now he's being seen as a, a 
viewed historically as a clutch scorer, right? And I'm not arguing with that. I, I think it's very warranted. Clutch scorer, I mean, I, I would agree. Where um, would you rank him among backcourt players in the NBA? Let's not even say just point guards. Because you, as you and I established the other day, right? There's so the, the point guard pool in the NBA right now is very deep. It is. Backcourt players. So grouping point and shooting guards together. Where do you put Kyrie? I, I, um, he would be up there in the top. If you, if you needed a guard for your team, would he be one of the top guys you took? He would be one of the top guys, I'd say. Not ahead of Russell Westbrook? Uh, no. No, okay. Not ahead of Steph? No. Um, I put him, like, maybe sixth or so. Um, okay. As far as backcourt players overall, shooting well, guard w- depth is not that great. I mean, no, 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 no. we talk about point guard depth. Who's the best shooting guard in the NBA? Um, Clay Thompson? <laughs> I don't know. Clay Thompson, okay. Um, He would be up there, but... um. Maybe Isaiah Thomas. You could say he's a shooting guard. But I would take Clay over Isaiah. Okay. Um, we'll have to get that list together. Yeah, regardless, it's an interesting moment uh, to reflect for the first time that we're on air since the conclusion of the 2016 NBA Finals. We want to encourage our listeners to get in on the action this morning. We have an NBA draft to review and discuss. We've got other news. We can always preview the NFL season. Anything that's going on in the world of sports, we can get in on. Give us a call on the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line, 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Love to hear about your analysis of the historical implications for this 2016 NBA Finals. NBA draft's an interesting animal, Mo. You can never really tell. Ben Simmons, for example, was not... I would argue is not that great in college. I, I agree. I agree, and I've been. But there's a chance he'll do really well in the NBA, right? With the Sixers, they have. What position does he play? Small forward, probably. Mm, I don't know. I don't think he could. He can't shoot. He's not going to shoot the ball, as you see in college. He, if he had, if he was a step, um, inside the three point line, he's taking a dribble to the elbow, and he's taking the elbow jumper. He doesn't take... That's okay. I mean, it is okay, but in the league, they're not going to allow you to do that. You have to shoot the open jumper. If it's a three? Period. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. It Like they did Roberson, and like the Warriors did Roberson in um, the OKC series, and then he started shooting. So you have to you have to be able to shoot the basketball or willing to shoot the basketball. He's an unwilling shooter. He's a freshman in college. He wasn't a good shooter. Jason Kidd, guys who came out of college... Without a jumper. But those are point guards. Those are two point guards you named. He's not a point guard. Okay. I, I feel like Jason Kidd can do everything. Yeah. He can score. Rondo can do everything. He can yeah. score. He'll steal the ball. It's, it's True. just. So they're more hands-on. I don't think Ben Simmons is going to be as hands-on because you have to have a point guard. Unless they're comparing him to LeBron James. But if he comes out and does that, then it's a different story. If he comes out and does what? And plays like LeBron. Not like LeBron, but the same kind of style, like bringing the ball up the court, just running the offense. But I don't think he's going to do that. Plus, he's so young, he would have to develop into doing that. As far as winners and losers, obviously, for those of you who followed the NBA draft, Ben Simmons out of LSU went number one to the 76ers. Brandon Ingram out of Duke, 6'9", 190, wiry wing player, went to the Lakers at two. Jalen Brown out of California, 
to the Celtics at three. Dragon Bender out of Israel, 7 1, 216 player, 216 pounds, power forward to the Phoenix Suns. And Chris Dunn, the point guard out of Providence to the Timberwolves. Out of those top five picks, Mo, who do you see as the winners and, and, and the losers out of those top five picks? Which teams have the most reason to feel optimistic? Obviously, the Timberwolves with Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Rubio, even Gorgie Jang, solid. Your boy, uh, Zach Levine, still there, right? Yes, sir. And they have Shabazz, Shabazz Muhammad. Shabazz Muhammad, who, who played well last year. Didn't he come out with a 40-point game or something like that? Yeah, I think. he had yeah. a couple of good games. Um, and I thought, I I think everybody, nobody knew where he was. Like, nobody had heard from him since he got drafted. But he came out and played. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Work on your game and come out and show people you still got it. Didn't but, they hire the coach from Chicago, uh, Tom Thibodeau? Yep. Um, I like the Chris Dunn pick. Okay. Um, because he's very long at the point guard. Uh huh. He's like six three. Listed at six no, four two twenty according yeah, to four. this board. Six four. So I mean that's a nice size at point guard, and they have uh, Zach Levine who's six six at the wing, and like you said, Wiggins. I would put Gorgie and Towns together too. So. Yeah, that would uh, be a nice arguably one of the more talented young rosters in the league. You you have to also say that the Boston Celtics, oh of course, had a big night because they have so many they have so many um, assets right now. Like they have like forty point guards, so you can trade one of those for a big man, which they need. But I think they're just waiting to make sure that they make the right move. Now. Designing a team around somebody like Isaiah Thomas is always a little bit precarious. Do you agree? Right. A volume scorer like that uh, doesn't necessarily result in championships. Uh, Jared Solinger's the center. Crowder, the wing player. Uh, but they, they had, they had I think it was three first-round picks. All the analysts are saying they were all very good picks, and I think they even had a good second-round pick. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but other other teams that came out of this uh, with potentially substantial moves, I would argue, Victor Oladipo to the Thunder. Yes, sir. I think that makes KD come back. <laughs> if if he is what we all think he is, and what that is is a, a legitimate wing player, what does that mean for the Thunder going forward? Legitimate defender, a freak athlete. You've heard the comparisons, Mo. I hate to drive it into the ground. Nobody likes stuff like this, but you've heard him compared to Michael Jordan as far as athleticism. They try to compare everybody. To I know they do, but isn't Victor Oladipo one of the best? We said that the NBA doesn't have a very strong shooting guard class currently. Oladipo may be top 10. Top 10? Oh, definitely. Yeah, top 10 shooting guards. Is he top five? Uh, Maybe we, we got to get this list together. We got to get the list of shooting guards. Yes. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. We don't only have to talk about the NBA and review my accurate year long prediction of the Cavaliers beating the Warriors. We don't have to harp on that, Mo. <laughs> we can get to other sports. Anybody who has a, any anything they would like to. Nominate, please let us know. Oxmoor Chrysler, Dodge Jeep and Ram, Buzz Line, 502 384 1450. 
But for the time being, the implications of the NBA draft, the free agency uh, that is ensuing, will Kevin Durant... Uh, okay, what about the Knicks? What do you think of the Knicks getting Derrick Rose? Is there a case for them maybe to get Durant? Every, I feel like everybody thinks they have a chance to get Durant, um, but he's has he even um, accepted a, a meeting with them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I know honest. a couple of the teams he said he wasn't going to meet with. Um, I, I would argue that the, the the Thunder being so close to knocking the Warriors off in the Western Conference Finals, making a couple upgrades. I mean, Westbrook and Durant are both 27 years old. Right. LeBron's 31. I mean, they could easily be in this situation. The cap has expanded dramatically. They should both be able to get paid and stay there. You know, there, there's a lot of reason that it's appealing to fans and to everybody across the country. If you can stay with one team your entire career, people like that. It's not common these days, but if you want to build your brand and truly make a case for your greatness... I don't think Jordan won his first title until his. I'll bring it up here. When did Jordan win his first title? Ninety three or something. So Jordan was born in his seventh year, maybe. What's that? Was it his? It was like I don't know. I'll bring it up. Maybe his sixth year or seventh year. I think Jordan was born in sixty two. So if he won in, that wouldn't make sense. Would it? That means he's thirty one. No. I think he was maybe born in 66. I'll bring it up here. But the case can certainly be made that Westbrook and Durant stick with their team, and, and that's the best option for them. Yeah. Now, yeah. now is Westbrook the best player down the cl- down at the crunch time, crunch moments of the game and, and things like that? I don't know. But I feel like if you, if you add a guy like Victor Oladipo who has he – can, he can run point guard. I've seen him play point. He – Gets us it. He mean, had 16 he, points a game last year. He he fights with triple doubles a lot, and he gets triple doubles. And he is going to alleviate a lot of that pressure on Westbrook as far as who you have to guard. Exactly. How much? How many calories <laughs> do we see Westbrook? Seriously, you know what I mean? How many calories does Westbrook burn over the course of a game? That guy has got to be the most active player in the history of the NBA, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, Iverson player. was no bum. But but Westbrook brings an explosiveness that Iverson didn't have. So I mean, as far as just activity, old. you would think that somebody like Oladipo um, should help to extend the elite level of play from Westbrook. Right. I I love the pickup because both of them play defense. So and they play hard defense. You know, Donovan <laughs> loves the different defensive schemes. Exactly. So you can put him in there with Westbrook, and that backcourt is it's a very good backcourt. So I would like I'm I'm excited to see that. So And they still have the guy, Steven Adams, who's coming into his own, probably just twenty two, twenty three or something like that. Enos Cantor. Enos Cantor. I don't now you don't know exactly they did lose Sergi Baca, obviously, to get right. him, but right? Right. They'll but, be okay. Yeah, they'll be Steven right. Adams coming into his own. Yeah, Jordan was born in 63. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up here. But if, if you are Westbrook or Durant, they both played at least a little bit of college basketball. So a little different than, than, uh, than, than Jordan. All right. He won his first title in 91. Man, I was off by a couple of years. So, so he's 29. 
29. How many years was that? I'm sorry, he's 28. All right, so so if you want to be the next Michael Jordan and you're Westbrook or Durant or Jordan-Pippen combo or whatever you want to be two guys who in this era of free agency, right, stay with their same team, then they need to win the title next year. And I would argue it could certainly happen. It could certainly happen. Certainly could happen. They almost knocked off the Warriors this year. you got to say they would have had a good ch- chance against the, the Cavs, right? Right. Would they have had a better chance against the Cavs than the Warriors did? The Warriors lacked energy, man. I know you love Draymond, and he had a big game seven. But he was awful in game six. Yeah, like he, his he was energy not there was... in a game six, and Steph Curry did that the whole damn series. Yeah, I don't... I Very was, bizarre what went down with the Warriors. I a total was, collapse. I thought he was going to show up after being ejected and fouling out of a game since uh, the first time since 2012. So I would have came out with some energy. but I He don't threw know. his mouthpiece right at somebody? <laughs> you saw that? Yeah, I did. I did. I don't know if our listeners saw it, but he took his mouthpiece out and he threw it right at some innocent guy. He's just... <laughs> <laughs> You like that, don't you? I do. <laughs> he 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 went over and hugged him immediately afterward and said sorry. It was just a mouthpiece. It was a mouthpiece. Every, a everything shoe. was okay, and he didn't throw it at a ref. He didn't purposely throw it at anyone. But Curry did lose his cool. He did. He did. And I, I feel LeBron physically imposing himself on Curry. On Curry <laughs> scared him a little. I don't know that it scared him, but it rattled him. So whatever you want to say. LeBron made it a point, which I think makes LeBron even that much greater of a champion, is he saw a threat. He said, this guy knocked me out last year. I'm going to sk- try to scare the hell out of this, and his this back, kid. And his back was against the wall. LeBron? Yes, because they were down 3-1. Does this turn into an epic um, rivalry? You know, Jordan and Bird? Anytime, I feel like anytime you go to a finals and you lose to somebody, it's an automatic rival because you want to beat them every time you see them. Let alone rematching the next year and the other team winning, right? Right. Is it Jordan Bird 2.0? Obviously, what's interesting about this is there's so many different angles you can take on it. Historically, we can look back and say LeBron is the guy who came right out of high school. He was highly touted from day one. He did not come from a privileged background, right? Right. Uh, He grew up in poverty. And he just rose to greatness with all these expectations. Steph Curry, on the other hand, much more slightly built, came from a privileged background, for some reason was overlooked, had to go play college basketball at a small school, despite growing up in the Tobacco Road area. He had to go to Davidson. But yet they both rise to a a certain level of fame and they become... I mean, you could argue styles make fights in the sport of boxing. Manny against Floyd's always won. Manny throws punches and bunches, very offense-oriented. Floyd is the master defensive technician. So you could argue this is a better matchup than the Magic Bird as far as all-time great rivalries, potentially. Now, I don't want to get, be a complete, get caught up in the moment and say this is better than any rivalry before, but you can make a lot of cases. They come from two different worlds. Right. Um, I never try to compare them because I re- I seen Magic and Bird, but it wasn't like I understood or you were really young. yeah I was young so I really didn't focus in on it. But me understanding the game of basketball and understanding that Curry and LeBron will be rivals now. I mean, it just it's different. 
So it's going to be up there on the top list for me. As, oh, yeah. Uh, historical rivalries. Jordan and Bird were both six foot nine, listed at six nine. Uh, obviously, one was white, one was black, but they were both, I mean, highly touted out of college. Um, I'm trying to think of the angles of the rivalry. I mean, one was East Coast, one was West Coast. You still kind of got Midwest versus West here. Um, it was great. Let me let me bring up the exact time, number of times they faced each other in the finals because that's a whole. I didn't. The cool thing about us here on the weekend sports buzz in this show, I mean, is that we have a lot of creative flexibility. All right, Bird was a three-time champion. I know somebody else who was a three-time champion, LeBron. <laughs> All right, so in 1981, the Celtics beat the Rockets in the NBA Finals. All right, 1984, it's got to be the Celtics-Lakers. Yeah, defeated the Lakers in 84. 86, Celtics' greatest team ever, uh, defeated uh, the Rockets again. Wow. Okay, now Magic Johnson I'll bring up. So they only beat the... Well, maybe this means Magic. Magic had more than three titles. So I guess you got to say Magic also had the the advantage, I guess, of playing with Kareem, although Bird also had Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. He had greatness. All right, Magic was a five-time NBA champion. Yeah. Games They played against Philadelphia for their first title in 1980. So LeBron is flirting with this type of territory. Oh, of course. And he, he didn't have the advantage. I guess he did. He had Bosch and, and, and Wade. Wade's going to go down as an all-time great. And then in 80, also, 82, also they beat champ. the Sixers. What's that? Also a three-time champ. Dwayne Wade? Yes, sir. And he probably deserves to be in our shooting guard rankings. Well, I mean. Even today, top 10. His, who, who else is in there? I feel like, but Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade is my, he's one of my favorite players. Just I love, I love in large part because the way he handles himself off the court, and but he, the way he plays, I loyalty. Love he stayed with the same franchise. That's the allure I was referring to with, potentially with Durant and Westbrook. Right. But why do you love Wade? I don't know. I, he is got to be one. T Mac ten years ago, everybody loved him. Everybody loved. He him. was kind of everybody's favorite player. Although he never won a title, it seems like today so many people. You, my friend Adam Bird, everybody. Dwayne Wade's your favorite player. He's one of my favorite. Yes, sir. One of your favorite. Why? I mean, I just when he first came out of college, he was doubted. I mean, everybody doubted him, um, and he just came out and he played ball. I just, I mean, he plays defense. He's he's what the leading, um, all time leading blocks for shooting guards. Really? Maybe. Well, I believe it. So, I mean, he just plays. He plays ball. He plays hard. He flops a lot. Oh my God! <laughs> Does that mean he's soft? No. Dwayne Wade. I, I know where you're going with this too. But what 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 we don't have to get back on that. <laughs> all right, in '85, um, the Lakers beat the Celtics. All right. Now in '87, the Lakers beat the Celtics. So so far I've seen four different matchups in the '80s between these two, Bird and Magic. And then in '88, um, the Lakers beat the Pistons. So I think there was four matchups thus far. LeBron against Curry it's, I mean, it's is only two. two yeah. And you could argue Clay Thompson's as good as Curry. Right. Or Draymond Green's even up there also as far as overall value. The turning point of the series will always be remembered. And, and 
somewhat marred in controversy, whether or not I'm a LeBron and Cavalier supporter, is that the NBA decided to suspend Draymond Green. I want to see a highlight reel of all of Draymond Green's flagrant fouls throughout the playoffs. Have you seen this? No. No. I, I, I wonder how many of them are questionable. I don't want to see that. You don't want to see it because you love Draymond. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But the the way the manner that he was this this rule was imposed in it, if you followed the playoffs into the Western Conference Finals and everything, they were saying Draymond's gotta be careful. Two more flagrant fouls, and he's gonna be suspended a game. Right. They were they were talking about that. So it was something it didn't just randomly come up and they didn't they throw him out. Of course. But it it is depending on who is describing the situation, it can be viewed as controversy that they suspended him for Game six? Five. 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 five is when Kyrie and LeBron, and LeBron had 40. 41. Yes. Yeah. So that <laughs> was a turning point of the series. And LeBron just looked like <laughs> what he is, a man amongst boys. 16 rebounds. I'll always remember that as being a uh, – and that's why I say he can morph into Rodman if he needs to. Not morphing. What do you mean he's 6'8"? He did 250, 260. The reason he got 16 rebounds was because, Andrew, number one, Andrew Bogut got hurt in the game, Okay, early in the game. I'm not taking anything away from the Cavs at all, which I do sometimes. It's just out of fun, though. But um, LeBron, I mean, he was big, he's the biggest guy on the court. And there, should we take that, hold that against him? No, 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 no. But should, I'm I mean, saying, should, but maybe I'm, we should make him but, play on his knees. But... <laughs> No, but Rodman was guys that were bigger than him getting 16. So maybe it's more impressive pound for pound. If we were doing like a pound for pound ranking, stuff like that. Yeah. People say stuff like that. And I just, yeah, Kareem was arguably 7 2. So that's not fair. We shouldn't consider. I I don't like when people hold it against. I'm 5 9. Okay. And I I could sit around and say, yeah, if I was 7 2, I'd be as good as Kareem. I'm not going to. Because I think it's difficult, even at LeBron's size, right? So, regardless, your value, it, that may be why LeBron got the rebounds. He's a giant. Be, but he goes after rebounds. I'm not saying he doesn't rebound, but I'm saying it's easier for you to get rebounds if the guys on the court are smaller than you. Mm-hmm. Entirely. And yeah. he's got a motor and he's a better athlete than Ex- anybody exactly. else. Exactly. But I'm not taking away that he got the 16 rebounds. I'm just saying he's not morphing into Dennis Rodman. I think he could. No. I think he could lead their league in rebounds. I bet he could average 18 rebounds a game if he wanted. No way. You don't think so? No. Who? So no one. 18 rebounds a game? I think game? so. If that's all he wanted to do. Yeah, but he has to score. He Did has you to watch that defense? highlight reel for Dennis Rodman that we were texting the other day? Did uh, you see that? I didn't. He would go on the court. All he would care about is rebounding. But so Le- that's what he got. LeBron's not going to only care about rebounding. I don't think that's what his game is is made around. He's a scorer. He's a facilitator. He rebounds. He plays defense. He does everything. So he's not going to just focus on. No, he's thing. not going to. I'm saying if he wanted to, I believe oh. he could. Because he's a better athlete. He's bigger, stronger, faster. He can jump high. He's get very coordinated. Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram buzz line is 384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now. we got our man Kevin is on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Kevin? I'm doing okay. I was 
say a couple things here. First, I think it was uh, with LeBron when he changed, when everybody started talking bad about him, started trying to call him a snitch and all that. So LeBron, that's when he came back that next game to hit him for 41. I, I don't think it had anything to do with Draymond. <laughs> okay. And uh, then the other one I had to laugh, and I just got to bring it up, is everybody's talking about why is everybody jumping all on Calipari about the draft thing because he sits around for the last few years and brags about he's got all these guys in the lottery. So, of course, he's going to have egg on his face when he was sitting there looking about right. Oh, man, he looked like somebody stole his little puppy the other night, didn't he? (laughs) He did. There were some good shots of him there. What do you think of someone like Scal? Going to Sacramento, do you think, or I'm sorry, to, um, yeah, he ended up with Sacramento. Yeah, yeah, he did. He was drafted by Phoenix, but went to Sacramento. Uh, What do you think of Scal's potential as a pro? We always talk about guys like Andre Drummond, who weren't that great in college, uh, but then when they get into the pros, it's a better fit for their game. Do you think Scal will be a valuable NBA player, Kevin? No. (laughs) I mean, and I'm not just saying it because I'm not a Kentucky fan. I mean... The writing's right there on the wall. Anybody that, that can that watches basketball can play basketball. Just look at this guy. And you know they keep wanting to say, you know, I'm getting tired of you know everybody getting certain programs and players an opportunity to uh, say, oh, he got this potential. He's a great kid. Well, I can think of twenty thousand other that could be drafted ahead of him that would be better than him. Prime example of it. You know, there's a reason why his agent didn't let him play against other players. Same way with Tyler Hewitt. There's reasons behind that. Because you have guys with lesser-known names from lesser-known teams would have ate those guys' lunch because these guys' lives, you know, ahead of them, you know. You know, you're showing off one-on-nothing. You know, there's a reason behind that because he's no good. Okay. I I don't. I don't know. I think you think he may be a valuable promo. I don't know. He just has to work. If anybody can be a valuable pro, you have to work on what you need to work on. Um, Tristan Thompson. He doesn't. He works on rebounding. He doesn't. Thank you very much for the call, Kevin. We do appreciate it. Kevin turning into one of our regulars, getting in on the action. So you think you're drawing somewhat of a parallel here? Scal's listed at six eleven, two twenty five. Uh, you said Tristan Thompson. Not, no, not like Tristan Thompson. You're not Tristan saying- Thompson, he works on rebounding, and that's what he does. He doesn't go out there and try to score 40 points a game. I'm noticing a theme to our show this morning. We're talking about Oladipo being kind of a lockdown defender, that being his role on this Oklahoma City team, because Duran and Westbrook are going to shoot the majority of the shots. But he'll get his, he'll get his shots, too. Yeah, he will, because they need a third option. Yeah. Uh, but, but we also talked about Rodman and how he would go in and only rebound. Now you're saying Tristan Thompson, which I love, because that's clearly what he does. If anybody has a, a nose for the ball, Kenneth Fareed in the modern game, maybe. But Tristan Thompson, um, I think it was game six. What do he have? 14 rebounds. Exactly. Um, he's got a nose for the ball and a motor. Exactly. So, so Scout, you, you're saying he could find a niche at this next level, potentially. I mean, I feel like anybody could, but you have to. If you have the, I mean, not anybody, but, but what you mean is. Um, if you're willing to put the work in, he's going to be in Sacramento. Who's the coach at Sacramento now? Not George Carl. Nope, because he got fired. What about DeMarcus Cousins' comments? We are a, a show based in the Louisville, Southern Indiana market. Admittedly, we do not focus on exclusively local stories always. Right. 
But did you hear what DeMarcus Cousins said? I know what he's I'll bring up the exact quote here. But he made a, 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 a comment to a point that um, he wasn't happy with the draft from the Kings. And it, I'm sure he follows Kentucky, having the, being that he played for the University of Kentucky for a year. Um, and, and he saw that Scal was simply put not playing much, not a very good basketball player. And Cousins is... Got to be wanting to win. I mean, say what you want about Cousins. He's good. Yeah, definitely. And he does not like being on a bad team. Not at all. He wants to win. He wants to win. Which, who who doesn't want to win? Everybody wants to win. You want to get paid. And if I were in the pros, I, my first and foremost thing would be to take care of my family. Right. But, and win. <laughs> but you want to win, too. Because endorsements come when you win. You get to write books later on that people will buy if you win. You get to be interviewed. You get to build your brand. Maybe you... I mean, Chris Webber, if he wasn't, I mean, he, he wasn't in the all-time great college basketball games that he was in, and on those Kings teams, he wouldn't get a, a commentator job, would he? No. No, it's, it's in large part because you win. You don't get, to, you don't get the opportunities. Archie Manning uh, was a, a very good NFL quarterback, but if it wasn't for his sons, he would have drifted off into the, the historical books without getting a bunch of fanfare because he wasn't a winner. So I think being a winner, um, there's other cases. Rajah Bell, uh, role players. If you're right. a winner, Bruce Bowen, look what he's done. Right, Bruce right. Bowen was a de- guy who defended and could hit threes. In the corner. <laughs> but you left him open. You, corner, you leave him open, he could hit him. But he won. He was on those first teams. He probably won four, um, four NBA finals. Right. So he's got a lot of commentator opportunities. So, yeah, Cousins, sorry for the tangent. Cousins wants to win. So he was not happy with the, the, the Sacramento Kings draft. And now there's rumors that Cousins may be on the way out. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think Cousins has um, – well, when they hired George Carl, they were talking about getting rid of um, DeMarcus Cousins because George Carl didn't like him. So I didn't understand the whole hiring of George Carl because if he doesn't like your star player, what, you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. So that was doomed from the start. Yeah. Cousins tweeted out immediately after the trade that that is bringing Scal to the king. Lord, give me the strength. And then he had a couple little praying, <laughs> praying hands. Now, draw from that what you will. Maybe it had nothing to do with the draft. Oh, no, it had everything to do with the you draft. Th- DeMarcus Cousins isn't going to – he's going to speak his mind. Yeah. He doesn't care what you think. So – it was definitely for the draft. What Thanks do you think me. of DeMarcus Cousins? Would you want him on your team? <clears throat> I would want him on my team. You would. Now, Mo, you're you're an NBA fan, and you're not necessarily – I saw you wearing a Louisville shirt the other day. Are you a Louisville fan? Uh, Maybe. Okay. I mean, what I, my I point like is, is basketball. you're an NBA fan, but you're not completely caught up in oh, – I hate DeMarcus Cousins. A large percentage of Louisville fans hate DeMarcus Cousins. Right. I'm not – yeah, I like – That's not you. No. I like players – if they play the way that I, I mean, that I, the style that I like. Then do, do you buy into the, the notion that certain players like Cousins or maybe a cancer to a locker room and your team would be better off without them? Um, no. Would you the, King, the Kings, who would the Kings get at center that is a better option than DeMarcus Cousins because, he's, because of the what he does for the team? I mean, you can go get Marcus Hall maybe, but what other centers are out there that's going to, Put up the points. DeAndre Jordan's pretty good, but he's not an offensive. 
No. Well, his offensive efficiency rankings are very high, actually. Of course. But you're right. He shoots 30% from the free throw line. Cousins is, I mean, as far as, you know, ability, most talented center. Maybe him and Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis. Right. Um, Wait, is Anthony Davis really a center? Yeah, he's probably power forward. Yeah. It's wild that, that Cousins has already played one, two, three, four, five, six years in the league. Isn't that weird? How many how many seasons have been um, losing seasons? All- Probably. Over the course of his career, he shoots about seventy three percent from the line, which is you know I always talk about stuff like that for especially for big guys. Right. But when we're comparing DeAndre Jordan to Cousins, yeah, that's something I'll go through. Cousins is a very talented player, um, and his pairing with Rondo, they've got Willie Cauley Stein. Who else do they have? Yeah, out there? Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay, um, who's he's man, he's a a black hole, right? You think so? Yeah, sometimes it seems like he he gets the ball. <laughs> and it doesn't move? No, yeah. And, that, I mean, he's a scorer. Right. So but, I, I can't really blame him, but if you're the, on a bad team, you need to try to get some numbers. Exactly. I get that. But, but yeah, he doesn't seem like he's – I mean, he's kind of like Swaggy P or something. Oh, no, I wouldn't compare him. He's better than him. Yeah, he's more athletic. But, I mean, but I don't, I don't know. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. It, the ball doesn't move. Because they want to win, they feel like they have to put everything on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, I just pass the ball, play basketball as a team. They need a point guard. I like Rondo, but they need a a, a level-headed point guard. Because <laughs> Rondo, you know, he's he's out there. He's a champion, though. He is a champion. Would but, you want Rondo? I asked you if you'd want Cousins as your center. Would you want Rondo as your point guard? Not at my starting point guard. No. Okay. To backup, maybe? Yeah, he would. Yeah, definitely. Okay. We're going to head to a break. We appreciate all the listeners, everybody getting in on the action. Thanks for the call, Kevin. Uh, Mo and I will be back with more of the weekend sports buzz. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. We are a few days past the NBA draft this year. And although I would argue the NBA draft is very overrated, as is the NFL draft. And what I mean by that is, is you can't tell. A few days out, you can't tell. Right? You, you never know. Is Buddy Heald at six going to go down as somebody who's a great value? At six? Uh, it could happen. If he comes out and... He could average... I could see him averaging 20 points a game in the league. 20? I could see at some point Buddy Heald averaging 20. Yep. I mean, he is a volume shooter. Mm-hmm. 50% from the three, 50% from the field in college. I don't know that Proven. he's Steph Curry, but Steph Curry wasn't Steph Curry coming out of, out of college, was he? No. Well, I mean, everybody knew he could shoot, but... Everybody knows Buddy Hill can shoot. Exactly. Um, it just depends on the team and how they how they value him. Look at this this uh, roster he's going into, and you tell me. Um, instead of talking about LeBron and the greatness that is the Cavs <laughs> and the Warriors' rivalry, budding rivalry, two years in, we're instead focusing on the Sacramento Kings and the New Orleans Pelicans. But those are teams that have promise potentially for the future. Anthony Davis, Ryan Anderson, Drew Holiday, Eric Gordon, Tyreek Evans, and throw uh, uh, Buddy Heald in there. Right. Are the Pelicans a team on the rise? I was. I mean, they've been lacking talent at the shooting guard position. Eric Gordon was supposed to be that, but I don't know what happened to him. Um, I know he got hurt, and then... <laughs> well, Buddy Heald, here you go. Buddy Heald, I don't know how he's going to do as a rookie. But if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, and, I mean, what what kind of ceiling does Tyreek Evans have as this team gets, uh, you know, more and more well-balanced? I mean, Tyreek only played 25 games last year. And then Drew Holiday was hurt. Aaron mm-hmm. Gordon was hurt. Anthony Davis was hurt. Davis got in 61 games. God, look at this roster. I mean, Tony Douglas and Anthony Davis both <clears throat> played 61 games. Beyond that, Ryan Anderson, 66. Drew Holiday, 65. Injury plague season. Yep. So I know it's not the most exciting thing in the world is to talk about um, the worst teams in the NBA. But when there's local ties and when you have a uh, University of Kentucky Wildcats basis of players across the league that is so substantial... You can basically talk about anything when it comes to the NBA because there's play. I mean, hell, have you seen the Phoenix Suns backcourt? They have like, five. Yeah, they have five. Five former Wildcats. Yep. That's crazy. Absolutely insane. But they were trying to trade Eric Bledsoe, so they might be still shopping Bledsoe. May happen, but there's a chance they'll bring in another one right. when they trade. I mean, right. there's so many Kentucky players. Imagine if, if Cal stays at Kentucky even just five more years. Imagine the impact that'll have on the interest from a local level uh, for the NBA around here. There's Kentucky fans walking around. Um, they don't wear shirts, and a lot of them are missing a lot of their teeth. 
but they have interest now in the NBA, and that's great. And I really, I really enjoy that. Right, Mo? <laughs> right. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. If you have any feedback on my analysis of Kentucky fans, um, that would be great. We're a while off before the NFL season starts. I know Mo, you and I are both NFL fans. Yes, sir. Um, week one it's in September. Who's the favorite to win the the Super Bowl as of right now in your eyes? Um, I'm gonna go with with my Seahawks. 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 Russell Wilson. But, I mean, Marshawn Lynch retiring. Did you see that interview I posted on, that clip of Marshawn Lynch's interview I posted on Facebook? I think I did see that. Where he talked about running someone's face over. (laughs) I love, why did Marshawn Lynch retire so early? What's he going to do? I don't know. I would, I'm not being sarcastic. I would love to see him do an- analysis. Oh, yeah. It would be. It would, he, it would, it's not going to happen, though. Right, because he doesn't even like to talk to the media. No. He, he's not going to be the media that nobody wants to talk to. No. So I don't know exactly what he's planning on doing. Maybe he's. Uh, he's going he's gonna to make commercials. That's all he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, you still get paid. You have fun. I mean, how many of those commercials can you do, though? I don't know. I mean, he's a, he eats Skittles, so he can do Skittles. He can be the forever <clears throat> Skittles man. Right. And then you have, uh, you know why I'm here, so he can do a lot with that. Beast mode. He's really branding that well, right? Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like he can do a lot of commercials. Okay. Just a professional commercial guy. I'll watch him. I'll be intrigued. I would, too, because he's hilarious. Okay. What about the, the, the Broncos? Mark Sanchez going to lead them back to the Super Bowl? No. Especially oh. not with... Uh, <laughs> Um, Von Miller opting out of the or not declining the deal. Okay, and then he said he might sit out if he uh, if they franchise tag him. So, what other teams? The Panthers let a lot of people down in the Super Bowl. Jonathan Stewart would have to stay healthy. Okay, and you lost Josh Norman, and you've touted him all year as being what potentially the best defensive back in the in the league. Yep, is he ahead of Revis now? I don't think anybody's going to be ahead of Revis. Still? Revis, Revis comes out, and Revis can have an offseason, but the next season he's going to show up. Kind of like Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Yeah. is you, you have some down years. It looks like maybe your career's over, and then you come out and lead a team to the Super Bowl. No, I agree. So, an interesting year. The NFL prides itself on parity. Maybe the Cardinals. Cardinals, Carson Palmer still? Mm-hmm. How old is Carson Palmer? He's like. Isn't he like 36, 35? I think he's like 37. Oh, is he that old? Which is fine. He's an immobile quarter. He's 36. Okay. In December, he'll be 37. So middle of the season. Um, but yeah, those, but they, those. they've still got the talent. They've got Clias Campbell on the defensive. Uh, you know, they've got, still got a very talent-laden um, defense. Larry Fitzgerald's getting up there a little bit in years. But you uh, have all, you have both Browns. You have Floyd. You have uh, and those are just weapons. Yeah, the uh, the running back David, uh, what's his name? The running back who showed out, okay. um, David Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always hit or miss whether or not Carson Palmer is going to stay healthy. Though. Right. Uh, it could happen, and and, and I, I appreciate you know the nomination that that's a team you never know who else is out there. And they who they added um who did they get from the Patriots? They added a linebacker. Did they? Yeah, from the Patriots. It was uh, Chandler Jones. Really? Yeah. He was like their best defender. Exactly. They traded him to the, the, the Patriots' best defender. Okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. If you look across the landscape, obviously Pey- we're in the post 
post Peyton Manning NFL. Right. And uh, now the star power is solely in the hands of Tom Brady. Beyond that, there's a tier two. Guys like Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers deserve that uh, nomination. Russell Wilson, uh, all three of them have one Super Bowl ring, right? right? Obviously, Russell Wilson's much younger than those two guys. Um, who else has a Super Bowl ring? Um, Eli has two. Eli's got two. He's up there. He's probably 36. Joe Flacco. Flacco's got one. Okay, Flacco deserves to be in that young uh, potential. I mean, Roethlisberger's got a couple. And you never can count the Steelers out. And they have weapons, too. They and do. If Le'Veon Bell comes back healthy, oh, my God. <laughs> they already put up numbers with Antonio Brown, so it could be interesting. What about Andrew Luck? Um, he has to stay healthy. Well, everybody, he everybody, had a very disappointing last year. We are a, a Colts station here with our Indiana affiliates. We broadcast a lot of the Colts games. I You're did. on 1450, but luck dropped off substantially last year. They were um, talking about the people that they brought in to help Andrew Luck, who really flopped. Andre Johnson, uh, Andre Frank John- Gore. Exactly. We forgot about them. Exactly. I didn't, until you just mentioned that, so, I didn't remember until a year ago we were sitting in these exact seats saying, God, look, they got these two Miami guys. Exactly. Yeah, they're going to be good. Didn't realize that it doesn't always work. Remember when the Nets, I mean, there's so many cases of that. Remember when the Nets got... Garnett and Paul Pierce and Deron Williams and Joe Johnson. Oh, yeah. I mean, teams doing that does not work. Not at all. If you add a bunch of veterans all at once, you think maybe it'll work. But they, you got to have guys in their prime. Exactly. At least some of them. I mean, you can have one complimentary guy here and there. Right. Richard Jefferson. What did you think? I, and we can keep going John back. Livingston. Yeah, we can keep going back to the NBA talk. I don't care. <laughs> oh, it we're going to head um, to a break. We've got another hour ahead of us. Uh, at 1030, we're going to have our man Dusty Stingle from South Louisville, um, originally from Bad Dog MMA, now, now from Area 502 with Phil Perkins. Dusty will be in to review some of the fights that went down yesterday in Tennessee, talk about his career as a professional MMA fighter, and preview his next fight. we got to head to a break, though. Be sure to stay tuned. Mo and I will be right back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.
Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. Coming at you as we do every Sunday from 9 to 11, talking all things in the world of sports. Still got our man Mo Lee in studio with us. We're going to have Dusty Stingle on air with us here shortly. Local MMA fighter. Dusty, are you plugged in there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sound great? Smooth. Yep, I'm good. All right, Mo, you still on with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Um, we're talking about NFL, previewing the NFL season, <coughs> reviewing reviewing the NBA draft from this past Thursday. Uh, but we've got Dusty here in studio with us. Dusty is a uh, veteran of the, the weekend sports bus. He's been on air with us three or four times over the years. You're going to ask me football questions. I'm the wrong guy. No, no, we can shift it. Mo Talk had to the some... wrong guy. Yeah, I got nothing for that. I should have came on at 1030. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. good. Um, we can talk about whatever it is that's that's uh, it's hot. It's the off season as far as football and basketball. And unless we want to talk about Major League Baseball, which mm. in all seriousness, one of our if any of our, our listeners want to call in and, and, and strike up any conversations about it, I'd love to hear uh, from them about. Um, but – Dusty is a local fighter. As I said, you've been on the air with us three or four times over the years. I was telling Mo about you over the break, and just as you walked in. Uh, it should really be more often if you think about it. Yeah. I feel like we, I should be on here like every other weekend. No, you know as far I'm as I'm concerned, in all seriousness, yeah. you should be. You bring yeah. some good insight. Yeah. You're not only an active fighter, uh, but you also keep up with the scene very closely. <laughs> and I would argue it's a, it's a thriving scene here in the state of Kentucky. Todd Neal and the – the state commission, they allow, um, I, they have what I would describe as a pretty liberal um, policy when it comes to the, the number of fights and events they allow to happen. I mean, they're willing to work. Uh, the state of Kentucky is no, known for being one of the more active states when it comes to Hard Rock or whatever other promotion puts on the fight. So there's always fights going down in the state. What's going on right now um, as far as your career goes, Dusty? Uh, I'm fighting in August on August 6th. Hard Rock? Um, hard rock? Yeah, yeah, it's Hard Rock. It's Expo 5. Um, against Ken Beverly. is just some young kid who, I was to say, I think he turned pro way too quick. I know you've probably. I've seen on Facebook a little bit of trash talk. No, on. that wasn't even trash talk. That was the mildest form of trash talk you've ever seen. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was like a lighthearted, you know, that was that was almost like a like a friendly jab. I thought I'd, I'd like for him to engage, and it was just, he's just too. He's just too How nice. old is he's he? He's nice, too nice of a kid. Dude. How he's old like, is he? He's like nineteen years old. Dog. He's, he's seriously nineteen. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 like the he's a he's a non he's a not aggressive nineteen year old kid. It's weird. I feel like it's this is a weird situation for me. How, how old I just want to go in there and smoke him real quick. I'm twenty five years old, dude. Twenty five. So you're you're not you know, yeah, not too I'm old. Not too but old. you you've been I mean, around for a while. You've been fighting. How old were you when you started your amateur career? Yeah, nineteen. Okay. But yeah, but you know, I didn't turn pro at nineteen and. Just try to start throwing myself at people. Nothing against him. I'm not knocking him. He said there's a lot of growth and development, exciting stuff, you know, going on, you know, around here and all that. But just that stuff like that kind of slides by. You know, you look at it and you know, people it just kind of goes under the radar. And I'm just like, man, this kid's 19 years old, and rattled off a couple, of, you know, and then here he is. I'm like, you know, I, I had to do a lot more than that. You know, I feel like a lot, most people had to do a lot more than that. Not that the kid's not tough, but he's just, he's he didn't see he, he I think he made a mistake and did it too soon. He's going to ruin his his chances of ever being successful as a professional because he's going to just now start growing as a professional. You know, it's not that's not how you want to do it. Now, as an amateur fighter, um, which obviously you were, how many amateur fights did you have? Uh, 
13, 13 okay. uh, MMA, and then a couple of kickboxing. And, yeah. Now, uh, can you refresh our, our listeners and Mo? Mo, feel free to chime in with any questions you may have. How long have you been um, a fighter? I mean, what, at what age did you determine you wrestled in high school? Yeah, yeah, a little bit before high school and through high school. And uh, super briefly at college I wrestled, but uh, probably the age of 18 is when I started taking it seriously. I've always kind of had a, like, lean toward, you know, was interested in it. And, and obviously when you come from, like, a wrestling background or any sort of, you know, combatives background, you're, you're going to kind of gravitate to those kind of things. But it's probably 18, almost 19, whenever I, you know, seriously started. And I, I don't even want to say seriously. I probably wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have considered myself a legitimate uh, – or say I legitimately trained, and you know until probably really at, almost after I was twenty years old because that's when we had gotten Bad Dog uh, first started with the facility and the trainers when we got hooked up with Rock Cruz and everybody. Uh, before it was you know everybody was just beating up on each other in a wrestling room, so I, it wasn't. I don't really consider that you know legitimate. And I took two two maybe three fights training out of a wrestling room with you know just other guys like me. There wasn't really. It wasn't really a lot of structure to it, but it's been about six years, seven I, years. Growing up, I played uh, a little bit of high school basketball, and that was kind of my thing. I never did any, uh, you know, wrestling or anything like that. Mo, I, I you played basketball, right? Played football you, for one year. Ever tempted to do any any wrestling? No, I wasn't. I'm trash at basketball. <laughs> That's all right. Everybody's trash, got their strengths. Dusty, from an early age, in all seriousness, from an early age, you you decided you liked fighting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've always, you know. Just as a typical, I grew up in a trailer park, so it was like, you know, it was either fighting out of, you know, trailer park, back and forth skirmishes, or <laughs> something, you know, at the age of six, or you're practicing, like, power bombs and choke slams <laughs> on a trampoline, you know, it's, it was always, he was just a little rough and tumble kids, you know what I'm saying? Was, I think a lot, a lot of people are like that where, where you, I grew up. You grew up in a trailer park in South Louisville? Yeah. Yeah, Ashley Point Trailer Park. I don't know, it was, it's been several different names, but yeah, that was the spot. I grew up. Fighting and catching crawdads, you know what I'm saying? That's that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. And you're two and one as a professional, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's uh, I I don't know, I can't even get off of it, dude. I just get to my I just I'm I don't I'm almost upset that. Like, I'm agitated. No, no, I'm at, at the fight. I'm about to have agitated that it's even that almost that this is my my opponent. Not that you know down him or anything, dude. I just I just feel like is. Like disrespectful, almost. It's the way he's he's like shot to where he's at, and how little he's done. So you're pretty you know confident I mean? that you'll be victorious. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's not that. That's an issue with that at all. Like I feel like you know, it's all the fight's going to be all me. Uh, but it's just, I don't know, man. It took me a lot longer to be able to start making money, you know. And I, and I feel like I after I've done a lot more, had done a lot more, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's just one of those fights. I want to get in there. I want to get in there and put him away and. You know, because it's not like an emotional, he's not a mean dude. He's not, you know, he hasn't talked any trash or anything, but. He won't even participate in that. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, I just, just want to kind of do that to get other people, you know, interested in it, whatever. Sure, so yeah, hopefully that's sell, he re- selling a fight. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, jokingly do it, if you know, bait him into it, then, it can, you know, it can get serious because it's going to get serious eventually, uh, you know, inevitably. So there's really, there's really no no sense in avoiding it or, or, or lying to ourselves about it. You know what I'm saying? I just, uh, I don't now, know. He's a nice dude and I just don't like, I don't like the idea of him. I don't like like what he is. I just don't like him. I don't know. I'm looking at a picture on my phone, Dusty. Of looks like it was in November of 2013. There's a photo. What is it? And it's of me. I was sitting cage side at a Hard Rock event. I think it was in Bowling Green. 
and you were um, you've seen it, I'm sure. Your leg was bending the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah. Who was that against? Braden Ward. Okay, and you won that. Who's doing? Yeah, who's actually um, who's doing really well right now? I don't, now? I don't know what he's. I think he's won his last couple of last couple of fights. He had a little bit of a slump there for a while. Had it went through some weird stuff. You know, he's a dude who fell out the cage and like. Uh, and knocked okay. himself. I remember when him and the, uh, another dude and Brandon Bishop, they went out of the cage and they both got knocked out. Did you see that? When yeah, do- yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Like from then on, he had kind of like a rough little slide. And uh, here lately, he's been like knocking people and, and taking people's arms and stuff. So he's he's really, he's turned something on. He's he's doing good. He's improving. So that was a, an amateur fight, right? No, that was my first pro fight. That was your pro, yeah, first yeah, pro yeah. fight. And you didn't submit. A lot of times, if your leg's bending the wrong way, I just, I just sent both you and Mo that picture. Um, oh. If your leg's been in the wrong way like that, a lot of times you'd submit, right? Do you remember exactly how it felt when your leg was? I did. Because according I, to that picture, it looks like your leg is definitely it, uh, bending the the exact wrong way. No, nah, it was the position that I was in. I was. Uh, it was my you know my fault kind of for uh, for trying to maintain the position I was because it was sacrificing the the I was compromising my you know my leg in that way. Uh, but I'm pretty good at you know. If, the rest of my body's working and fighting to do something. If uh, there's something that's in a kind of a compromising position, uh, I kind of, you know, limber it up or, or, you know, do what I got to do with it to where it doesn't really have too much strain. But once I was so far gone, I knew that if I, I you know, people are like, why didn't you just roll out of it? Why didn't you turn the other way? Well, I'm, if I wouldn't I say that. Well, Whoever yeah. said that to you deserves to be slapped. Yeah, because right? if, cause if well, I, why didn't you well, just get out of it? Yeah, well, because if I would have just just rolled out of it real quick, I would have had to tighten that knee up, and it was already limber, but to its maximum, like just torquedness. You know, if I would have tried to roll out and then tightened it on top of that, my knee. You know, I feel like it would. When you see, if you watch the video when I roll out of it, you, I kind of like almost stop mid roll and like look at my knee, like ah, and scream. Like <laughs> I remember you were screaming. Yeah, that, that really, was, really left a mark on me. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I don't. Yeah, that really hurt. Like, you know, the, <laughs> how did it go? It at- didn't hurt as, as it was bent. It didn't hurt after it, but that initial roll out of it was just like something happened. And that's you know, they're really it was useless kind of for like the rest of the fight. You know, I couldn't. Walk on it for a while. It was swollen. You couldn't walk on the leg. No, no for yeah, a while. for a couple of weeks. That was it. Was pretty. Okay. It actually, you know, I didn't go to the doctor or anything or whatever. But doctors are for sissies. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, I've no. Well, so in know. all seriousness, why didn't you go to the doctor? I don't know. I just don't. My hand, my hand's been like broke for like two months. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been so, or since before like the David Crow fight. You well, know, okay. like I just, it's just kind of. I don't know. I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to go there and spend money I don't have to have them like cut me open and put things in my body and like stuff. <laughs> yeah. I so it, would it be safe to say that um, being a professional MMA fighter is not necessarily the most glamorous lifestyle? No, no, not at all. Why? Uh, do, why do you do it? What? Why do I do it? Yeah. Why? Why do you keep doing it? If you get hurt, you do this. You do that. Then you refuse medical attention. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> not, well, I mean, like not anything that's going to make any kind of money. You know what I mean? Like, I, if I if I stop today, it would be. I sell, yeah, I sell furniture, dog. Hold on, I drop my. <laughs> All right, here, could I'll you? Drop, I'll drop Dustin, my tab off. You're good. Could you get a little closer to the mic? Yeah, please? I'm sorry. You're yeah, good. my yeah, bad. Yeah. You sound great. Every time I cough, even when I'm far away, it like explodes in my ear, like through the microphone. I oh, know okay. Those two up. Um, no, okay. Well, but, you, you uh, do sound good. You don't have to get too close. You're good. Smooth. Yeah. Um, Super smooth. But so, it, uh, so that's what you're good at. You sell furniture. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a mediocre furniture salesman. You know what I'm saying? Run in the mill furniture. Yeah, salesman. I'm really. I, I make up for it with enthusiasm, but I'm not like. Uh, I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm in there doing my thing. But I'd rather just be fighting. You know, what I mean, I'm not really, not really doing anything else that's going to put me out there. Aside from that, 
in all seriousness, you're 25 years old. You're two and one as a professional. You've got a solid amateur career under your belt. This is, you know, it could be three years in something uh, breaks for you. Maybe you get into Bellator or the UFC, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple people too, you know, that uh, that I'm kind of looking to looking to fight after this fight. Um, you got know. any names you want to drop? I mean, I, not to make it seem like you're looking past the Ken Beverly fight. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, definitely after the Kim Beverly fight, uh, in September, my, uh, my dude, Josh Blanchard's fighting Ben Sargent at, uh, I don't he, even, I don't know where they're fighting. What at. are your feelings on that fight? Do you think that'll actually happen? And no, yeah, no, 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 no shade toward Bl- Josh. Um, do you think he'll get down to 185? Yeah, he'll make 185. He'll be all right. He said he was at 220 right now. Yeah. I mean, Josh, man, if he, 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 he can take a. See, I, I'm sorry, I'm so awkward talking on this because I gotta like filter my language. He's taking a poop. <laughs> he could take a poop. You know what I'm saying? And okay. and lose five six pounds. He's 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 a 220 pound. You know, and I say he's not tough. He's all because he's naturally all his life he's been like a marshmallow built. You know what I'm saying? Marshmallow. Like, you know, you feel me? Like that's what he. That's what it is. You know, but he uh he's got it to lose. He's fine. He's he's with a dude. We got uh we got him hooked up with doing you know personal trainer, uh, strength conditioning coach and. Kind of get him on his diet. I've been putting in a little bit of uh, work with him, not trying to go weird hours. We're both on kind of strange schedules. And, uh, you know, I, I, this is a fight that he needs to win, and I want him to win, and I feel uh, that he deserves to win. Within our, our community of the MMA here in the Louisville area, that's something that's garnering some Facebook attention for whatever it's worth, right? Yeah. Is yeah. the trash talk between Ben and and that and That's the thing. People Josh. have this idea – Outside of the gym, dude, uh, they're, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not like yelling right now. You're I'm, doing great. My bad, you're you're great. I right, promise cool, you're good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, people don't know Josh. You know what I'm saying? They just don't know Josh. And they and they run their mouth about Josh. And he, he may have been, used to be in a certain way or he may have, you know, had some incidences or whatever in the past or he might be, you know, quick to get mouthy or, you know, if somebody wants to spark up some beef, he'll be, you know, he'll handle it. Which is cool. That's how you sell fights. Yeah. We got so many people in this in this community that are fighters that are on this, like, Going the same direction the world's going, where it's just like hold hands, you know what I mean? Like, Politi- like don't say that; correct. it'll offend somebody, you know. Or you know, just you know, you're not supposed to be that way. Like, it's 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 sad to where like like Ben Sargent, who he's fighting. Uh, you know, most people know Ben. A lot of people, some people, have not a ton of them openly have like super tough, like like decisive. There's a line drawn. We're beefing. And, you know, what's up? You know, nobody, you know, people don't do that with him. Josh, that's what Josh does because Josh means it. And people that don't know Josh personally or don't know Ben personally that just jump in and, and want to want to contribute to it and, and, and say so-and-so is a piece of trash. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, people are all the way Josh deserves it before he goes on, you know, the internet. And like he doesn't get on there and say anything. Josh is a, a single dad that takes care of his kids. And works and tries to you know train and you know he's he's a good dude like he's nice doesn't get in trouble you know what I'm saying he's he's a good dude I've had him in studio a couple times I can honestly say I think Ben and Josh are both good dudes yeah but Ben's creepy though you know what I mean like Ben's Ben everybody's on the same terms with Ben it's like ah we've known him for so long he's always been around it's like oh okay Ben but it's like you it, you know you say you love somebody and hate somebody it's like you kind of love him but like you somehow some weird paradox, like you actually hate him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of what it is. It's really weird, man. It's it's a strange feeling being around Ben a lot. Because <laughs> yeah, you don't know. You know how you feel about him, but at the same time, you're like, I don't even know how I feel about dude. 
Like it's 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 weird. He, well, as far as selling fights, I, my hat goes off to both of them. We had been in studio last week, and uh, he doesn't shy away from making comments. I know you all came up. Um, I think you and Josh came up together. Obviously, you guys have known each other for a long time, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, it's my you know, like day one. But uh, but Ben was involved with Bad Dog also. Yeah, after we after we had got the the original facility and uh, and got uh, you know hooked up with all the the trainers and everything, and then. Ben came around eventually and was in training with us, um, but uh, yeah, he wasn't. Ben, six. not to the same degree, dog. Not to the same degree as, as somebody like Josh. That's why if you ha- you know have to take a side in this, not that like you know any other fight in the world, I'd always take Ben's side. But this is like a dude that all right, yeah, I can tolerate you, and and we're kind of somewhat core, you know, whatever with each other. But Josh is my dude, you know, and this is I'm very, you know, that that's who loyal. Yeah, you got loyalty. You know, yeah, you know what I mean. That's shit people. I'm so. I, Stuff people don't have anymore. You know they don't. They don't. They don't uphold that. They don't. They're not like, all right, I'll fight you in a parking lot for my team if you're squat. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's up? You know, nobody. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Ben six and zero as a professional. Josh also a professional. Um, is actually six and six, and 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 look no further than the maybe the Diaz Conor McGregor fight losing as an MMA fighter. Yeah, doesn't necessarily reflect as you being. You know, Here, one not the, capable of winning, so you can't look overlook somebody. That, actually, what that means is that Josh has a lot of professional experience, even though he has been inactive for a while now. Yeah, um, it's and again, it's one of those situations where unless somebody's been in the gym, because it's not like these are two random dudes, guys that have fought each other accumulatively, you know, for hours and hours and hours. They, you know, they've been punching and choking each other, you know, for ten plus years. Like, this, this isn't some, like, who's going to win. I, I know how the fight's going to go. Fight's going to go one of two ways. You know what I mean? Uh, and whether it's the way it's going to end up in, with Ben winning or with Josh winning, I've seen both of those things happen 700,000 times. People are over here talking like it's just this one-sided, oh, you know, it's going to come in and put him away and trash him. Josh might be a little chubby turdball, you know, looking dude, but he's gonna he'll show up and he will. Especially if you're like Ben and you're not that hard to put on your back. And uh, and if he does, man, he really does have a legitimate chance of putting him away. Like, yeah, I mean, this is what it is. Like, he's you know, people can say what they want, but he's he's not gonna not fight, dude. You know, to the to the fullest. Gotcha. Yeah, man, it's it's not gonna be, and it could be no walkthrough. I don't I don't care how anybody looks at it. It's not. It's we, not gonna go that way. We got Dusty involved in the show a little earlier than scheduled, which is great, and we should also have you on more frequently, Dusty. We really enjoy having you in. Uh, Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzzline is 502-384-1450. If anybody's got any questions for Dusty or you got any input about anything we've been discussing on the show thus far, please let us know. We're going to head to the Buzzline now where we got our man, The Truth, on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Truth? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm outrageous. I'm outrageous. I call for a full investigation in the NBA draft. In the NBA draft. What? Are your allegations of, of, is it corruption, or exactly what are you suggesting, Truth? What do you think needs to be investigated? I'll tell you what they need is to take the record off of one and done, let them come right out of high school to the NBA, because they let the people from overseas, they come over here, they 17, 18, but they can go back overseas and stay for three years yeah. and taking taking spots for players 
who they don't reward people who play four years anymore. They that don't mean nothing no more. So that's why I said do like they do in baseball. You can draft them in high school. Let them go on to the Belvedere. And let them go be a fashion athlete. Don't don't waste no uh, body time to going to college for a year or four years and not get drafted. That's, now, that's just crazy. Tr- truth, um, I know that you're a Hoosiers fan first and foremost. Is that what I hear from you? Maybe a little sour grapes. Is it accurate to say you're what that means? Is you're a little upset that neither Troy Williams or Yogi Ferrell were drafted? Is that what exactly? I'm trying to interpret what you're saying. Are you bitter? That neither of them were drafted. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not bitter about Troy Wimmer, uh, uh, uh Yogi not get drafted. But I'm, I think it's not fair for American players, where guys who've been playing pro ball all, since they was fourteen or fifteen, and then here's these kids who've been playing college basketball for four years, who doing it the right way, because you know we over here in America we don't allow our kids to start playing faster sports when they're 13. Mm-hmm. Some country does. And so so they grow up be about seven foot two and shoot three pointers. But then when it's come for the NBA draft, they've been playing in a fashion league, then they get drafted. And then they they stay gone for two or three years. But here's a guy who could be playing on the NBA team and be a good player. Okay. Like like guys in the second round, look at you know. I just think they need to make a saying. Well, if you go to come here like they do, uh, our players, okay, you want it done. If you don't go back, you you can go to Beverly. Same thing with these people overseas because these guys who've been playing overseas, they've been getting a paycheck. The guys who want it done have not been getting paycheck. They just play one year of college. So if they don't get drafted, they they have to go somewhere else. But the people who's wanted uh, who've been playing overseas already got money, and then they got a contract with another people, and then the NBA team trying to bring them over got to buy them out of contract. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's certainly a very interesting animal in the way that uh, you know guys like even Dirk Nowitzki and Tony Parker and. You can, I mean, it, foreign players being drafted late in rounds, it's always Arvidas Sabonis, historically, there's all sorts of examples, truth, about the, the very inexact science of taking a foreign-born player late in the draft, storing him, and then hope, hoping that it pays dividends later. Well, here's what I like to see. This is why, one reason why... Uh, have a problem with AAU basketball because you look at all the, the one it does. Like I'm gonna use an example: the guy come out of Kentucky, no one high school player, did nobody know nothing about him. Look how far he went in the draft in the NBA. Cal. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I I'm old school. Give me a person who got like Tim Duncan, who's fundamental. And they'll go. They'll last in the NBA because they got fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Fundamentals can outbeat anybody. If, if you don't know how to block out, like Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a great ball player. He know he had fundamentals, and that's why he is a Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And it, and that's what's lacking in American ball players today. We got the height. It's a shame that when you see, even at Indiana, even at Louisville, you got guys cannot dribble with their left hand. You got big men 
converting, use their left hand. What have you been doing? Because you seven foot, because you're playing a lot of one-on-one basketball. And that's it's a team sport. And that's one thing I hate about American basketball. Okay. True, thank you very much for the call. We look forward to hearing from you next week. Have a great rest of your weekend, True. Thank you. All right, brother. Good stuff there from our man, The Truth. We do appreciate him getting in on the action and his uh, grievances, airing his grievances about the current state of America. He meant that. He meant that. Yeah, he he was was not playing around. We're going to head back to the buzz line. we got our man Dusty Stingle in in studio with us. We're going to keep him on up until the 11 o'clock hour, so we've got some time. Long time. we got plenty of time with Dusty, certainly. Stir up some controversy. Talk about your upcoming fight. uh, Maybe preview and hype the Ben Sargent. Uh, Josh Blanchard fight, but we're going to head back to the buzz line now. we got our man Marcus is on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Marcus? Well, I'm doing pretty good, Kelly. Uh, I think I talked to you last week. You were on a trip or something, so I thought I'd call in and, and see what month it is. Do you, know, do you know what month it is? It's June. Yep, it is June. Yeah. Now, What's that mean? Now, what, what season is June? Well, it's baseball season, really. That's the only only sport that's going on. We haven't talked baseball at all this morning. That's what you're getting at, uh, Marcus. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I'm getting at. That's fairly pathetic. That you know, that's one of the few drawbacks of living in this oversized town is that uh, these yahoos want to yap on and on about basketball months after basketball season is over. Okay. So if you're Marcus, you're obviously a baseball fan. I know from talking to you in the past. You're a Cardinals fan. You're a Red Sox supporter. Um, sell baseball to me right now. I mean, we're looking at the current state of it right now. Obviously, the Royals won it last year. We're in a very interesting era when it comes to uh, baseball. I don't even know who the best player on the Royals was last year, to be honest. Um, obviously, they had a, a good pitching staff. They had some other players. But sell the current state of Major League Baseball to me and to our listeners. Well, I think we're in an era that's no longer primarily star player driven. Uh, You brought up the Royals. That's a great example. Uh, The Royals have a lot of homegrown talent, you know, talent developed through their own organization. But do they have a true star player? No. Uh, I mean, last year they won with the formula of starting pitching that could last till the middle of the fifth inning and then give it over to a great bullpen, most of whose names nobody can remember, and, uh, you know, get some timely hitting, swing at pitches, and see what happens. Now, that was their recipe for success. Uh, they're not doing so well this year, but, you know, that's, that's just baseball. That's just, nobody's current, good every year. Yeah. Current state of baseball. Who's the, the, the current best player in baseball? A couple questions. Marcus, who's the current best player in baseball? And historically, who will we look back on and say, in 2016, we got to watch so-and-so play? Would it be A-Rod or, I guess, maybe maybe David Ortiz, Miguel Cabrera? Who's the, the, the player that historically will go down as the best player that we're watching right now? And then who's also at the very top of their game today? Two questions. Well, I'd say uh, top of their game today is uh, Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. That's okay. a cliche answer, but in this case, I think it's clearly the truth. Uh, I mean, I saw Harper play not too long ago, and uh, he is he's something to watch. I mean, he came into the game that I saw only batting two thirty seven and or two thirty two, and was batting two forty something by the time he left that game. 
but as far as like who we're watching now, I, you know, I guess what we're looking for is the guy who, like you said, will look back on uh, 20 years from now and say, oh, this was one of the all-time greats. I think it's Albert Pujols. Okay. I guess, um, yeah, I overlooked Albert Pujols. I did not mention him. Alex Rodriguez certainly has had a great career. He's a few years older than Pujols. Um, David Ortiz, Miguel Cabrera. So there's a lot of names that will go down in the record books. But you're right, Pujols, I think he's 36 years old. Uh, When it's all said and done, you never know. He may make a run at the all-time home run record. Yeah, he uh, he tied Harmon Killebrew the other day with 573 career home runs. Uh, you know, who knows how what he's got left in the tank at 36. He's been playing professionally. I think this is his 15th or 16th full season. You know, and he's played third base, left field, first base. He does a lot of DH in these days. Uh, I agree with the other guys that you mentioned. I think uh, Miguel Cabrera up in Detroit. Uh, when you break a, a record that had not been approached in more than 40 years, somebody won the Triple Crown between 1967 and whatever year that was he did it, you know, 2012, I think it might have been. Uh, that's something that will be in the record books for a long time. Uh, but, you know, you've got to look, too, at other guys. Uh, I don't like him personally. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. You know, the only guy I know of who had a better career than Alex Rodriguez is the guy that shot him full of drugs. Oh, my God. All right. Ooh. Ooh. Shade. Spicy. All right. Marcus, thank you very much for the call. We appreciate you injecting, no pun intended, injecting a little, ah. bit, of, a little bit of baseball into our conversation. Ah, my man. All right. Have a, great re- have a great rest of your weekend, Marcus. Thanks for the call. You're an animal. Good stuff from our man Marcus. We're actually filling up here on the, and we've got our man Dusty Stingle in studio. We're going to get back to MMA talk in just a moment, but we got to real quick head back to the buzz line. I think we got a quick get caller it. on the line. We got Steve. How you doing this morning, Steve? Hey, doing pretty good. You doing great? What do you have for us this morning on the weekend sports buzz? Well, I just want to say I love the way with this show we can switch back from one genre of sports to another and uh, especially baseball. And i got to say, in answer to your question, my vote has to go with Alex Rodriguez. Okay. Good stuff there, Steve. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, We appreciate the the wide-ranging callers and contributors to the show. Um, You know, I I grew up a baseball fan. Dusty, um, I know that you're a fighter. We continually harp on you grew up as a fighter in the trailer park. You, that's how you learned to, to <laughs> that's compete. Such a, such a bad backstory as to how I got is to where, a, I, where I am. What's your background fighting in a trailer park? It's like, is that accurate, though? Oh, man, I wouldn't say that. Th- am I painting a negative? Just what, I don't mean to paint that's a negative. What, that's what... I mean, that's just that's probably what just took the the soft out of me a little bit. It's, it's, you know, a, I wouldn't say story, I was though. I was weaving and bobbing and, you know, fighting. And, and you know, I wasn't like... Uh, yeah, you know, it wasn't nothing like that, but uh, you know, we, you know, it made you not, made not soft. You know what I'm saying? And we've got a couple people in here st- in studio with us. Who, you want to introduce your? your uh, this I got my girlfriend Haley's with us. Hello, and, Haley. Uh, How are Hello. You? Got my homie Wilson's over here too. Is Wilson mic'd up? I don't know, man. Are you? It's all right if not. Oh man. Okay. We'll see if we can get Haley. Um, you. You're... They're just good listeners anyway. You That's know what all I'm right. Nah, my she don't listen. She don't listen. No. Okay. <laughs> She's a horrible listener. We've got the rest of the. Thanks. Haley's right. a horrible listener. Yeah, it's awful. Okay. It's a good talker, horrible listener. Okay. <laughs> Anything else we need to get out there? Oh, no. Haley, what do you think? Is Dusty a good listener? No. No, okay. not at all. If you can tell him something, but if he doesn't want to, li- if he doesn't want to hear it, he doesn't. 
listen to it. Yeah. Better listener or fighter? Fighter. Fighter. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> Better uh, furniture salesman or fighter? Fighter, I would say. Okay. In in all seriousness. One A, one B. One A. Okay. <laughs> in all seriousness, Dusty, you're a fighter. You're two and one. Um, what what are your career aspirations? I know that you love to, you love coming in here, which we do need to have. As far as I'm concerned, you can come <clears> in as often as you want. That's sweet. We, at the end of the show, uh, the last half hour, or something like that, we can talk yeah. about MMA. Uh, you're up to speed on the local scene. I know you and Todd Neal, uh, Gary Thomas. Um, Where's Gary? What's he doing? He's still active. Yeah, you know? yeah. He, uh, he he was he was doing the the, the knockout hour here with me for yeah. a couple of years or something like that. But he yeah. he's still doing his uh, bluegrass MMA. Uh, stuff in the podcast and everything so sweet, still sweet, covers right. it all so it's a cool um small tight-knit community within the state of kentucky i feel like there's a the lot fight scene yeah, yeah there's that, a lot of stuff going yeah there's a lot of stuff coming up people are talking about wanting to see uh you know as far as like some fight matchups and stuff uh been a lot of buzz the and not to get I, i'm not i'm not keep talking not talking about my fight very much it's just i don't really <laughs> i don't really have that the whole oh too much to say about about that kid i'm i'm, I'm really uh I'm just into the other stuff that's coming up and that's sure, going on yeah, too. Yeah, like you said, it. like I'm every, you know, the, like the, just to push that too, the Josh Blanchard, you know, uh, Ben Sargent fight. This is one of the most anticipated fights for me. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people in the community want to see this fight, whether it's to see a good fight, whether it's cause they hate Josh, whether it's cause they hate Ben. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to, you know, getting through, getting through, uh, Ken Beverly and 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 getting to sit in the sit in the stands and and watch that fight, you know what I mean? And get get to check that one out because that's one that uh, I don't think anybody's going to want to miss. If that place doesn't sell out and if it's not blowing the roof off when that fight goes down, I'm going to be seriously seriously shocked. It just happens to be two guys who I've had in studio multiple times, and two guys who seem to know everybody in the community. They've been around forever. Yep, twenty years. From now, the people. I know it sounds cheesy. Or yeah. ten years from now, people will at least be looking back. I'm not saying that anybody's a, you know, historically great yeah, uh, UFC yeah. fighter. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah, Crazy like that. But in all seriousness, within the community, with how tight the community is, in, in, in a scene like this, like it is in, in Kentucky, I mean, your name will stay around for a while. You know, those people haven't seen or they haven't fought in years, and they still get their names still thrown around and reference. You know what I mean? There's you know, you're not just forgotten that quickly because everyone either decides if they like you or if they hate you, and then they kind of hang on to that opinion because everybody's so so close. And together. Ben Sargent and Josh Blanchard are both guys that people naturally seem to hate. No, man, that's the thing. That's though. my take on it. No, and I'm, I'm unbiased. I like both of them. They I, have I'll, each they one of them. Look, look Ben, Ben. They, I want to say they both do it to themselves, but Josh does it to himself by doing things that other people kind of skew or or, or or focus or dwell on whereas uh you know ben ben really is i mean he, he's just that's what he's trying to do you know what i mean like he was taking did you see are you friends with him on facebook yeah man he took yeah. shots last week he said something like um took it seemed like he took a shot against all of south louisville oh yeah what's well, this thing dude that's his <laughs> all of south louisville's punched him in his face you know what i mean every that's 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 why that's why I'm not sleeping on Josh in this fight, and that anybody that's trained with both of them, I think, uh, unless they just harbor some sort of grudge to to Josh and won't acknowledge it. Uh, everybody knows what's up with this fight, man. Everybody knows that you know if you train with Ben, you know, uh, he just I don't know. It's another one of those things. Most people that he's got something about 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 him and the the hype and the and the everything around him. 
is what makes it you know makes you makes you go just, especially when you've you've worked with him and you know what's up and you know you know what what it is it's not it's it's not you know i don't, I don't know so Ben's obviously polarizing. Tell us a little bit more about you as far as a fighter, Dusty. If we're selling Dusty Stingle, tough, uh, one, tough of the more, one of the more popular fighters out of Louisville in recent years, uh, what's your style? I mean, what's I, your strength? Is it jujitsu? Ideally, or wrestling? I mean, I it started off wrestling. Ideally, I'd like to go in there and and punch people out. Uh, I mean, it, it's depending on how. I, sometimes I'll stick to a game plan too much, and then it'll kind of you know, I don't, I don't make excuses for fights. You know, I've had some bad. Uh, conditioning and some and some preparation Talking issues about the in the past. Fight. Uh, well, not even in that one. Yeah, I mean it was, but that one too. I mean, just mistakes in the fight. I mean, that was just a, a poorly fought fight on my part. Uh, and that guy's a freak athlete. Any any talk of a rematch? No, with him? Well, I fought him three times. You know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would fight him a fourth time. You know, it's it's you know we could always do that. We could always run it back and do three out of five. You know, it's one of those things. But it's been. Three fights now, and it's been a minute. You know, it's like you know that one's kind of squashing over with. We're we're cool, but uh, I mean, yeah, that's always you he's know you nice put guy. money in my yeah. He really is a cool dude, but if somebody wants to give me five and five to punch him in the face, like I'm, you know, what I'm saying like it's that's what it is. Um, but another one after uh, after my fight with Beverly, real deal. I think uh, Ben Sargent, me and Ben Sargent at 170 pounds, uh, and you know, I'd have to shake off this weight cut for this fight a little bit, maybe bulk up a little bit, but like January, December, January, I'd fight, you know, I'd, I'll go ahead and do it now and call him out. You, uh, you, been, you, after the Blanchard. Yeah. Project. Yeah. Yeah. When, you know, win, lose or draw for him and his fight. Uh, I mean, I think that would just be, I feel people want to see this fight and I feel like this fight's going to sell a ton of tickets, the Josh and, and Ben fight just because everybody knows them and there's an opinion about them and they probably think it's going to be one-sided so it's like hey we're we're personally invested because we know both these people and we think he's going to go in there and get knocked it's going to be some spectacular highlight real knock you know just that's what everybody thinks that's why they want to see that fight i think me and ben fighting would be a combination of everybody knowing both of us and then in it not being uh you know what i mean because unless unless people are going to base off you know older fights or which they really have no choice but to look at your previous performances and stuff but uh i mean that that would be that would be one of the best fights entertainment wise me and me and ben Sargent, if he would ever take it which he, he won't uh but if he if he did you know then then that's what's up are you guys pretty far apart part in weight though i mean what are they fighting at 185 doesn't he fight at uh he fights at 170 a lot of time, doesn't yeah, he? Or yeah, is he basically back no. juicing again? <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know. I don't know how well you knew him. I just want to know. So, so, but you normally fight at something like 155 or something like 45, that. 45, 55. 45, 55. So, so that. I mean, I'm 175. No, but that, that's the thing, though. I'm 175. I appreciate that. If you're willing to move up or down or whatever, well, yeah. you fight whoever it takes. Yeah, well, I mean, with, with Ben, though, I mean, I'm, I'm 175, 180 pounds right now. Uh, but it ain't like I've, you know, never fought a heavier Ben Sargent. You know, we've trained together forever. Like, and, you know, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll put him out, dude. And, and you know, I, could, I, I feel like I could, dude can take a serious shot. I mean, I'm real ben, deal. Ben, ben can? Yeah, yeah, he can, he can take a shot and he can give one. But it's uh, when you really see it and you really see toe-to-toe and you know what's happening with it and you, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, if anybody ever been to the gym with both of us and it's real – I mean, dude, he, dude, he, he's, he can't figure it out, dog. He can't, you know what I mean? That Southpaw. That's Southpaw. Bop, bop, bop. He's not a wrestler. It's one of those fights. I would feel so comfortable because I would know he's not going to shoot a takedown. If I took it to the ground or he managed to take it to the ground, I mean, he's not worried about him finishing me. Uh, you know, he's not going to out-wrestle me. 
And uh, even though, you know, obviously I think I can knock him out, uh, but I wouldn't plan on it because he can't take a shot. Uh, I would just, I mean, he just get picked apart the whole time. How's he six and zero? Oh? Uh, I mean, it's, it's good matchups, dude. It's it's, it's really good matchups. Like I fought people in the past that I'll you know, I'll tell straight up that weren't as good as me, but bad matchups at the time. You know what I'm saying? And he, I mean, the, I'll tell you one one dude he beat that was tough. I was like, damn, he beat dude. Cockham. That you're saying that Cockerham's the well, one that, tough that, dude. That, that was a good fight, though. Is I it, mean, not, nothing against Michael Cockerham either, because he's no dude. That some dude. Some people say it was a that dude's tough. Decision. I mean, look, that dude's tough. I mean, he is tough, but I mean, it's still it's, he's not. That was supposed to be a bingo win and slam fight, dude. Okay. Was dude? They were they were you know trying to throw Cockerham Ben. Uh, he's had several of those fights. Cockerham's eight and fifteen. If you feel me, you know, you know what I mean. Like nothing said, not knocking him at all, because you know I've been around dude once or twice. He's cool, dude. He's whatever. But uh, but that was given to Ben because Ben was supposed to win that fight. Almost didn't. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, dude. No, I mean I. If, if I'm like I said, it's out there now. You know the it's out there now. Uh, and that's that's something I want. December, January, 170 pounds. Or oh, but back to what I was saying though. Training with the man. Okay. I mean, whatever he weighs now before cutting a pound of weight, just as big as he is, I, that's that's every time I've ever fought him, it's been that size. Every time I've ever strapped up, put gloves on it, and, and peppered him up, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not like it goes this way every single time, but I mean, it's the type of thing where dude would want to like, you know, I'll, if I'm out of shape and I get tired and, and around and I gotta go puke, I gotta, you know, I'm, you know, that's one thing. He he's like a frustration, like, oh, just, oh take my glove off, man, oh, just can't. Keep hitting me with your left hand because I'm stupid. Don't know how to circle against a southpaw. <laughs> why can't Why can't I just wing ten left hooks at half speed and knock you out like I do all the people I fight? Uh, why is you know what I mean? Like you're saying you would frustrate him. I don't. I don't know. If frustrating is like frustrating is like kind of you just can't figure it out. This would just be like it would go from frustration. I feel like to him being humiliated. It would go from him being like, ah, oh, I can't figure it out to like, man, this is going to take 15 minutes because i got a chin that can take his punches, but he's just going to keep punching me. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's realistically how I, uh, how I think that would go. And that's, that's real, real deal. Okay. Now, um, a little bit of credit. You're training at Area 502 with Phil, right? Oh, my man, Lance Lawrence, uh, Lawrence won yeah, last night yeah, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, took, took homeboy out, uh, the, undefeated guy. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be like the the little dude down there, little, the tough dude down in Tennessee. He went into uh, hostile territory. And yeah, and that a dude, home, hometown kid who was undefeated. Yeah, and dude. Lance came out. Tell us about Lance. He's, You're selling Lance man, to us. I mean, that what? dude was so stupid. That dude for treating Lance like a chump, trying to you know punk him at the way. I'm all for you fighting somebody. I'll do the same thing. Like it is what it is. You know, if I see you, my hands start sweating, and it's like you know I get tense. I'm not gonna mask that. Like if we gotta stand nose to nose, I'm gonna mug you. I'm gonna you know we're you know what's up that's that's what dude was doing but uh i mean he just he's so people sleep on lance dude. how did lance win he choked i, I don't know the exact time it was like 13 or 14 seconds choked seconds. choked him up 23, right 23 seconds yeah 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 i don't know if there was an exchange i think how dude, humiliating is that for a fighter to get choked out that quick oh yeah man he's a wrestler uh he just came in with a, with Have a you ever had anything like that happen to you what where you get choked out or something right at the beginning uh no not never you know in the beginning i think the there's the t- two worst losses as far as just like man that was so stupid I was upset about that was Covington which I think was that's that a pro yeah yeah it was a Covington as a pro uh, I don't remember if that was the first or second round I think that fight may have only went to the first round uh, and you know ended up getting caught making a mistake and getting my arm messed up like that was like man that really sucks because I knew that because we didn't have two long drawn out kind of razor thin fights you know what I mean and to go out there in the first round and get put away it was like ah 
Yeah, this sucks. You know, it's, that's never a good feeling. Guys, we actually got to head to a quick break. We've got a, a, a little bit more we need to get to. I want to talk a little bit about, um, a little more in depth about who you're specifically training 502, what Phil does for you, what Rock Cruz does for you. We're going to head to a break once again. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We've got Dusty Stingle, who I would contend is the most popular fighter out of the city of Louisville right now. Dusty, what do you, I mean, is that, am I getting carried away by saying that? Oh, what's up? I'm sorry. I've been, I've been. You guys think, I'm contending Dusty's the most popular fighter going out of this, the city of Louisville right now. I don't know, man. I was kind of inactive for a while, and then I kind of. Contingency of people who like you. I like to try to. Nobody seems to really dislike you that I know of. There's a couple people, but it's only people that, you know, are are a-holes that talk bad about other people, and then I I tell them what's up. You know what I mean? Well, we're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. Dusty and I will be back with the closing segment of the Weekend Sports Bus. Stay tuned.
Welcome, welcome back to the weekend sports WXVW. Only got a few minutes left in the show. It'll be a, a entertaining, action-packed few minutes of the show. Dusty, you're non-stop action-packed Dom Steele <laughs> no, all day. Yeah, no, no question about it. We're gonna head to the Oxmore Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line. Where it sounds like we got our man Ben Sargent on the line with us. Oh, Uncle Creepy. No no cussing, Uncle guys. Creepy live live in the <laughs> What's up? Whose skin are you wearing today, dog? Listen, I'm down here in Johnson City, uh, Tennessee. Yeah, you would be in Johnson City. Uh, that sounds like somewhere you'd hang out. Commenta- uh, commentating the Valor Fight 35 at Florence Spot. Uh Beat their golden boy in 26-7 rear naked choke. That's right. And uh, it's a beautiful event down here. They do Gatlinburg in August. They're having a lot more. And I heard, Kelly, that you have a WMMA fighter in studio with you tonight. Oh, that was a hot one, Ben. You called in from a few hundred miles away for that one. That's the one you dropped on me. The WMMA fighter. You know, and also, uh, I cannot hear you all. You all are so muffled. What's going on there? Can, can you hear? All right, Ben. Um, can you hear? Can you hear me, Ben? Barely. Okay. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, we no. appreciate you calling in. Um, there's talk of after the September after the September matchup between Ben and Josh Blanchard. What do you guys think of a Dusty Stingle? Ben Sargent fight. I think seven fifty and seven fifty. And we sell a million tickets, and I put it on Ben, and uh, and he take you, lo- you just don't lose the Josh Blanchard dog because if you take an L to Josh Blanchard and to me, I'm seriously concerned that you might put a gun in your mouth. Oh my God, Ben, you there? Yeah, I right. can't, I can't hear, I can't hear anything. Okay, we appreciate you <laughs> calling. Uh, we just got about a minute left in the show. Thank uh, you for calling. No. In. You got a minute. Uh, to win it. With my fight with John Blanchard, uh, September, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm going in this blind, I can't hear what you're all saying, but uh, it's going to be... Uh, you get the gist, I know you were listening on the radio, you get the gist, isn't that, isn't that a cryptic message? Josh got you in a couple months, and then, uh, and then what's up after that, you know what I'm saying, let's make, make money. But uh, the thing is, with uh, with that fight, is it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a quick fight. Um, it, everybody that's an MMA fan in uh, in uh, Kentucky, it, you know, they want to see it because they see him. He's I think uh, he's this is like the fourth time we're supposed to fight. Fifth time, uh, Hard Rock um, admitted to it that he's he's the one that's not making it happen. Okay, uh, it's supposedly happening now. Uh, he's got to make the weight. He's got to show up and actually fight. Um, you know, just uh, want to do it, squash it out. And, uh, Thank you very much for the call, Ben. We got to wrap things up. Oh Have man, a, a safe trip back to the. But it was so good, though. All right, thank oh, you, Ben. Man. Have a great rest of your weekend. All right, guys, we appreciate Gosh. everybody tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We'll get Dusty back in here soon. Uh, it's been real, dude. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime. You all have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in, Later. everybody. Thank you.